Hello, and welcome to Husband and Wife Time, a podcast celebrating Lifetime movies. I'm Matt Caproletti. And I'm Elizabeth Blickle. And in today's special bonus episode, by special request, this biscuit to go along with the fried chicken of your meal of a gift-wrapped Christmas is a little bit of us talking about the insane mini-movie called A Recipe for Seduction. The sponsored content of... uh, KFC, starring Mario <laughs> Lopez. And written by Jean, or Jean. We're not sure, but this person has no last name. And to be fair, I also would not attach my name to this project. <laughs> <laughs> Part of what we're going to discuss is the facial hair choices. Because we must. Yeah. And the hair choices. Mm-hmm. Because we can't not talk about them (laughs) and the fashion choices and the fashion choices so let's dive in okay mario lopez plays the colonel are you confused i am too i you know doesn't have a twang isn't an old white guy period Still has facial hair that's evocative of a 16th century flemish painter which is blonde his facial hair it is disturbing it will haunt your dreams <laughs> and then when you wake up in the middle of the night drive to a kmc and get a bucket of chicken <laughs> yeah. that's what they want you to be thinking about but his facial hair is blonde it's like this blonde t-bar on the bottom of his face i do not understand it and then his hair is you know mario lopez has a great head of hair he always has he's always been known for having a very full head of hair oh my goodness he has that hair but they have like spray painted it this atrocious gray it's like they went to home depot and picked out a bunch of paint colors and decided what random bathroom wall color to make Mario Lopez's hair. It's also like they wasted all of the budget on Jean Jean and Mario Lopez. And like they did not have a dollar left to get his hair and makeup right. Well, at least it was something he only had to be in that get up for 15 minutes. Well, that's how long we had to watch him in that get up. It felt longer. Uh, I think it probably took... I don't know, at least 45 to fill. Fair enough. There are a lot of confusing things about this, but the basic plot is that there's a rich girl, but she's not really rich. Her family's in debt. Her family's in debt, and yet they have a personal chef. Their personal chef is the colonel. He's got a secret recipe, and she's supposed to marry this villain, Billy, to get their family out of debt. Now, there are immediate problems with this plot. And again, I don't think the writers spent a lot of time sweating out the details in this, but I can't not talk about it. If you're going into debt, you don't have a personal chef. You do not have the insane amount of fresh flowers that they have in this house, specifically the kitchen in which the chef cooks. You just don't have those kind of things in your house anymore. You're selling the antiques, trying to get yourself back above water. The garden sculptures. Okay, yes. Matt brings us to an important point. 
throughout this mini movie, which I have to say them using the term movie felt really like a reach. It's a vignette at best. But it also felt uh, insulting to everything else that is a moving picture that has been captured <laughs> on celluloid or film or whatever it gets captured on an iPhone. It, it doesn't matter what it gets captured on. It felt insulting to actual movies to call this a mini-movie. But one of the things about it is that this mini-movie depicts wealth in a very weird way. For starters, they have gorgeous gardens at this house. So do rich people. But then they have a swimming pool with not one, not two, but three dolphin sculptures (laughs) surrounding it. I don't think that's how rich people decorate. I'm not rich, but if I was, I wouldn't decorate my house with some tacky lawn ornaments. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just really like dolphins. The other way that they depict wealth in a really weird way is Billy. Now, Billy is an archetypal villain. Billy is supposed to marry the attractive girl in the movie, the young one. I don't even care to know her name. If if you say it to me, I'm not going to memorize it. She's like a younger store brand Maria Menounos. She's very pretty. The pretty girl who ends up falling in love with Mario Lopez, despite that war crime of a hairdo. (laughs) That girl is dating a guy named Billy. The mom is pushing the daughter on this rich guy as if there's no other way to make money but marrying a rich guy. Oh, and it's not any rich guy. He says, she says, he's (laughs) he's a Garibaldi. And, uh, you know, I guess that's a big name in this town, but like, is he descended from Giuseppe Garibaldi, international revolutionary (laughs) and one of the founders of the Italian Republic? I don't know. Was that guy a horrible dresser too? Well, his soldiers (laughs) did wear red shirts. Which, okay. you know, could be an interesting like, KFC slash Christmas tie-in. Because there's isn't there like a soupçon of Christmas in this? There is. Now, the reason why we think Lifetime went this direction, rather than classic Christmas movie, is because someone thought that they could do a Lifetime Christmas movie meets a Lifetime... 10 months of the year movie. I mean, they basically spent two months this year doing Christmas movies. So it's 10 months of the year. There are normal lifetime movies. You know, husband has a second life. Husband has a second wife. Woman steals baby. That kind of... Best friend dies. Doctor stalks you. General fodder. I think they thought we can cross the two months Christmas season with the 10 months regular movies. They failed. They did a horrible job. I cannot believe KFC signed off on this. KFC, if you want us to write that movie, we have so many ideas. Also, Lifetime, if you want to write uh, us to write a movie that transitions you from regular Lifetime programming into Christmas Lifetime programming, or let's say transfers you back on January 1... We actually have plots for you that would work and do that. This one did not bring enough Christmas. It felt very out of place betwixt your twinkle all the ways and your gift-wrapped Christmases. And your Feliz Navidads. Which, I have to say, Mario Lopez, 
you've had a good year. Say by the bell is back. I haven't seen it, but the reviews were good. Be choosier. Be choosier in your roles. Feliz Navidad was not even as good as a recipe for seduction. You are charismatic. People like looking at your face. Just pick a script where you get to be charismatic and you have your face. Yeah. And you should be done. I don't know how it's possible that I can endorse a recipe for seduction over Feliz Navidad, but I just did it and I'm not taking it back. Which is astounding. (laughs) Given the reaction to some of the fashion choices in this film, I mean... Billy's sweater tied around his uh, his neck. Okay, yes. Matt brings up something very important, which again draws me back to the concept of these people not really under... We don't have an F. Scott Fitzgerald in the room here. No one understands wealth in this room. In this movie, Billy dresses like James Spader, which only adds to the confusion I have about when is this movie set? Because... Wasn't the colonel a real person? He certainly was. And he died a long time ago, right? Uh, about six months after I was born. Okay, so that's... So I 40 mean, years ago. Matt's old. It died a, he died a <laughs> long time ago. Just kidding, honey. You're very young. Matt, you should see his skin. He looks so young. Um, <laughs> Just not my hair, which, uh, you know, Mario Lopez, enviable head of hair. He does have an enviable head of hair. Not so good with fidelity to wives, so I, I pick you. Yeah, well, um, as if Mario Lopez was, like, knocking down the door. Anyways, in this movie, Billy is dressed like James Spader in Pretty in Pink in the 80s. Mario Lopez has facial hair, I don't know, from... The Civil War, I guess? I'm not really sure. I don't know. I know the colonel was alive after that, but it definitely flew the stars and bars. So anyways, (laughs) in the movie, mini movie, Billy wears something that I need to talk about for as long as the mini movie takes, but I am going to try to edit myself. He wears what look to be white Keds, maybe they're white Vans, He wears blue chino shorts, a blue long-sleeved dress shirt, an Oxford, and a salmon sweater wrapped around his sleeve, or his shoulders. This is a look that has always confused me. I don't get it. If your calves are burning hot why are your arms so cold they need not only one layer but the backup layer wrapped around your neck it's a weird look but i don't understand that look of like bank up top and golf course on the bottom all right it's sort of the mullet of outfits, and I don't like it. None of it's a party. <laughs> well, given the way that, I mean, if, dear listeners, if you could have seen Liz's reaction to the way that the sweater was tied around the waist and it kind of looked like a seatbelt uh, where the cuffs came together, I mean, we paused and it was kind of like 
you know, back when John Madden would describe uh, uh, a football play with a telestrator and uh, uh, look at the formations, the, the, the way that Liz was analyzing this, it, it was a pure, truly a sight to behold. It was kind of cool, though, that uh, uh, the Lifetime folks made it a little lifetimey by uh, having a Wittendale Country Club. Yes. Appreciated the shout out. Wittendale loves those royalties. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so the basic plot synopsis, I guess, if you want one, is that the mom is pushing the daughter on the guy. Billy is a jerk. She's supposed to marry him. Billy offers the colonel $500,000 to get out of town. The colonel doesn't take it. The mom turns out to be sleeping with Billy for, I mean, inexplicable reason. That one I was like, KFC, you want to associate your brand with this? So the mom's sleeping with her daughter's boyfriend. The mom then in classic lifetime year-round fashion, bludgeons the best friend with what we believe based on the mother's attire to be a riding crop, or they want you to think it was a riding crop. Mm -hmm. Now, I've actually seen riding crops before. Brag. And and this looked like a tennis racket (laughs) handle with like a, a, a string attached to it. It was not a riding crop, but the mom was dressed like she was about to go to a dressage competition. She was in like full horse regalia. <laughs> Again, the costuming in this, this movie, mini movie, bizarre. So the mom bashes the friend over the head with what is not a riding crop, stashes him in, I think what they want you to believe was a boathouse. It might've just been a shed. And then same thing happens to the Colonel. The best friend gets loose. And then the Colonel manages to break out of it by headbutting Billy. Yeah. I mean, granted, you know, uh, I guess in his prior acting career, Mario Lopez was a wrestler. So, uh, uh, maybe it was one of A.C. Slater's old wrestling moves. But to your point, or to, I mean, you're raising a point that I want to touch on further. What good did the headbutt do? Because if you are strapped to a chair, headbutting the person does not further your escape. That's you have a you have a point there. Unless it did kind of can... stun him momentarily. <laughs> sure. But then the person is just angry and you're still tied up. Now, in this case, I think probably what what happened was the best friend untied him or or the girl did or something. I don't know. It happened pretty quickly. And honestly, everything else was so bananas that that paying attention to little plot points like that was not on the menu. Wink for (laughs) us. Uh, So they all get out. One year later, the girl marries the colonel and Billy is visiting the mom in a psychiatric clinic. And once you know, the mom's name is Bunny. <laughs> Bunster, as he calls her at one point. Um, they tried it. Yeah. I mean, they really tried it. Mm-hmm. You know, did I enjoy watching it? <laughs> um, the jury's still out? I mean... It was memorable. There we go. There we go. Everyone's attractive in this. They're all very good looking. 
great casting on that on that element. Yeah, I mean, and I guess they get to loosely tie together both the KFC content, a little bit of Christmas, and a lifetime standard plot. But what I didn't understand was, why wasn't it just a classic romance? Like, why couldn't it be that both of them, their hands were reaching for the last bucket of chicken? Or like, she bought chicken for Christmas and he brought the spices, the special recipe, or whatever. It, It seemed chaotic. Yeah. I mean, it did get KFC on my mind, which it's been a while since I've had Oh, yeah. Matt, that. speaking of, we always give you a little bit of trivia. And Matt works at an international company, and Matt shared to me an interesting bit of Christmas KFC trivia, which actually would have been a better plot for this movie. Yeah, because, um, you know, a former colleague of mine uh, grew up in Tokyo and uh, uh, informed me that uh, uh, KFC in Japan on Christmas is actually quite a popular phenomenon. They market special holiday uh, gift buckets uh, because, you know, Christmas is by and large a secular holiday in Japan. You know, there's not a large Christian population. And, uh, you know, I think it started some decades ago. um, And, uh, you know, now it is a full-fledged phenomenon in Japan to have KFC on Christmas. I would have taken that. I mean, we're trapped in this house. I would have taken a, a tour of, of Japan, set in Japan, a KFC Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Anyways, I don't think we can talk about this anymore. We've now talked about this longer than the actual movie. That's true. And we've certainly talked about it longer than any of the writers thought about it. So on that note, we are going to... Wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. With or without your KFC. Listen, I wouldn't turn my nose up at fried chicken Definitely for not. any dinner. It's delicious. Um, but that's it for this episode. And if you want to give us a special request, it turns out that we will do basically anything you ask us to. Like subject ourselves to a recipe for seduction. So feel free feel free to email us at husbandandwifetime at gmail.com if you have a special request for us because I guess we don't say no. (laughs) (laughs) And we look forward to hearing from you. All right. Bye. Bye.